Yeah. Greeting you with the holy words, peace. Peace be multiplied, Pastor. We have uh, some people missing, which is a good thing. Ask me why. They called sick. Stay home. We ain't one of them churches say come home. No, we say stay home sick. And if your kids are sick, stay home with your kids sick. Yeah, and so it's, yeah, we, and that's one of our rules. Listen to me. When Tuesday Bible study, if it's below 20 degrees, we don't come to church. Everybody understand that? And we understand the same thing on Thursday. We're not heating the building up for that, okay? Look on the website if church is ever canceled, right? Listen, this is very technical. If you, the weatherman would say it's going to snow Saturday through Sunday night, when do we have church? Saturday at, saying t- at 9 o'clock. And it'll be on the website. We're not one of those churches. You know, more preachers tell you, well, you go to work. Yeah, this ain't work, all right? <laughs> and we ain't having people slipping and sliding and getting in accidents trying to get, to, all right? All right, second of all is uh, we are at 421 pounds. We're trying to get to 500, okay? Let me give you some history, okay? There's a new study, not my study, a new study. 80% of most heart attacks would be prevented through exercise and diet. That's right. 80%, right? So we don't want any, I don't want, and I don't like funerals, right? And I don't like to do funerals, right? So stay healthy. Now, all right? Next, uh, we're not going to be a pastor to say, do as I say and not as I do. I told you all I would not wear this coat until I could do what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's what it's about. So if I'm working, I want you working. Because right. I ain't going down by myself. All right. And, and people see me walking. My, my neighbors saw me walking the other morning, early in the morning. They were walking. I was happy to see them. And it was good for them to see, wait, wait a minute. They've just started coming to church at Pastor's Business. And I'm walking my puppies in the morning for 30 minutes. That's for their health. And then I walk, uh, Sister Gwen and I work out for our health. So I get a double thing there. All right. Here's what what scripture is we've been dealing with. The thief comes. Jesus says, but I come. And so he wants us to have life and life more abundantly. That's right. And that's what we all should be striving for, is to have life and life more abundantly. And part of that is being healthy. That's right. And so Satan, I, I'm, you know, that, that old devil, you know, so he makes things taste good Mom. that will destroy your body. All right? And you remember last week what Pastor says, the old folks used to say what you don't, what you don't know won't hurt you. And Pastor Phil says what you don't know can kill you. That's right. And so we, we're not going to be a church that's just fit, spiritually trying to, we want to be mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically fit. That's right. And it starts because the Bible says your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So we need to treat it that way, right? And Jesus really loved the temple. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. And he went into the temple and they were defiling the temple. And remember, he kicked over tables and, and done a whole right. bunch of stuff in there. You all have read it, right? All right we should be the same way about our physical body. Anything that's not good for us, we ought to kick it out. All right? And Brother Steve said something that's very important, that 
uh, him and his wife were trying to stay healthy because they didn't want to put the burden on each other. And he said out of his mouth, when they start cutting off body parts, that's what he said, right? And so what we want to do is we want to stay healthy and so that our spouses don't have to worry about us taking care of us and pushing us around or whatever, right? Even though we do say to death do us part, right? And sickness and health, right? But we promote health over here, right? right. We'll be there for you if it, if it happens, because some, some things are hereditary, but we want to be healthy, right? And so what we're going to do is we're going to, this is a, this is kind of a prayer that I would pray uh, that, that uh, for, for this church. And I'm serious about us in this church, us as individuals. You see, I'm not a heaven preaching guy, right? I'm saying I'm going to heaven. I got that covered, right? I'm trying to, I'm trying to get everything I can out of life. Teach. Well, I can't get everything out I can out of life if I'm not healthy to, to enjoy life, right? Does that make sense? I want to be able to uh, watch the Green Bay Packers and the Chiefs. I'm about to become a Chief fan because the Packers are getting, making me sick. But, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm excited about it, laughing and having a good time, right? That's right. Yeah. I was thinking, Sister Etta and I played at Hallmark. Etta's on the front row there. We played ball at Hallmark and for years. And prob- over probably three-fourths, yes, three-fourths of the team is dead. For real. I think about three-fourths, yeah. Three, about three-fourths is dead. Well, there was a lot of smoking, drinking, and partying going on. You see, and we still here, and we want to be here. Right. You see, but you, that it, you, let me tell you something. It is not God's responsibility to take care of you. That's right. Right. That. He gives you the wisdom and the knowledge to take care of yourself. Right. Oh. Right. He doesn't have to tell you uh, to to pull back from the table. Right. It used to be. I don't know if it's now not. The number one day for heart attacks in the United States of America was Thanksgiving Day. That's right. We'll have to check that out. It used to be. I don't know if it still is. Was Thanksgiving? Well, you know, everybody eats like at three o'clock and, and late, and then you know, and, and and wait a minute. And probably the most healthiest food you get is on Thanksgiving Day, but you don't have to eat it in one setting. Uh, you see what you you see what I'm talking about? You see, but it used to be, I don't know, but so we're going to uh, go through the holidays and we're going to keep this thing going and we're going to stay fit through the toughest times. Is that right? Because we don't want, do you want Satan to destroy your life, your health, your finances? Well, that's what he's about. But Jesus says, I come to give you what? Life and life more abundant. So that's what we want to live. We want that life and life more abundantly. And all of us know, okay, we're different over here, Right. When somebody dies over here, we don't always say that God, well, the Lord called them home. No. Sugar called them home. Alcohol comes home. Huh? Some things are premature. Right? You can have a premature death. And I'm trying to teach us not to have that, right? Do you understand? You all let me know if, if I'm right, okay? What? Oh, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve is what? Forty percent. That's horrible. Holidays, but not in this church, because it's going to be a challenge for us doing that. Some of y'all look at me like, "Oh God!" It's going to be a challenge for us through the holidays to stay healthy, right? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Now, this would be a prayer 
that I would pray for this church because I want us to have a church family, a church family that's living with abundance. Because that's what the Bible says. That's right. And Jesus promised us that. So if we're not living that, something's wrong with us. Because he promised us that, right? I'm, I, and, you know, I'm on everything. I'm talking about your marriages. I'm talking about your relationships. I'm talking about in everything. You should live a life of abundance. And not because the pastor. Don't go say the pastor says that. Jesus Christ of Nazareth said that. You know, all right? He said that in John 10 and 10. John 10 and 10, it's in the red. Jesus Christ says that he wants you to, he says, I come to give you life and life more abundant. And the uh, NIV says, and life more full. So we want those, we want a full life, and we want a life more abundant. Isn't that right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, we want to be around for our children. Amen? Amen. Our grandchildren and maybe great-great-grandchildren. But we want to be around healthy. And so uh, you can't, now if you're not healthy, that's not life more abundant. Right. You see, when you're unhealthy, then that puts strains in other parts of your life. Don't get mad at me because I'm trying to help you. You see, just say, Pastor gave a good message today. I didn't like it. But it's the truth anyhow. That's right. Pastor's trying to save us. And he wants us to have life, life more abundant. And he got that from Christ. All right. And, and this would be a prayer that I would pray for this church. Here we go. We're told in Ephesians chapter 3, beginning with verse 14. The writer says that for this reason, I kneel before the Father. Now, Paul's telling him, says, for this reason, he says, I'm kneeling before the Father. He's going in prayer, and we'll say for this church, and this would be me going in prayer for this congregation. All right? He says, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Mm -hmm. I pray that out of his glorious riches. And now, see, out of the glorious riches of who? God. Of Christ, because what did he say? I came to give you life and life more what? So I want his what? Riches. That's abundance. All right? That he may strengthen you. And here's where the thing is. It takes strength to live the life that Christ would have you to live so that you can receive the abundance that he wants you to have. That's right. All right? Strengthen you with power. And, and it takes power to say, I'm going to push back from the table. I'm not, I'm going to quit my addiction. I'm going to work on whatever, I'm, I'm going to stay in my recovery. It takes power to do that. You can see that. I, I notice here in the recovery classes that we have here on uh, Wednesdays at 6.30, it gets thinner and thinner than the holidays, and it should be more and more. That's right. You see, because there's where you get your power. All right. Well, here, we, here we go. Again, that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit. That's in your inner being. See, so where the problem's not in my head. The problem's in my inner being. That's right. There's where your strength's at, people. Your strength is in your spirit. Your strength is in your spirit. Does that make sense? Because sometimes, you know, so if you, you, the old days, the folks you say, boy, Mr. So-and-so is a God man. He's got a strong spirit. You say, oh, Sister So-and-so's got a strong spirit. Because your power and your strength is in your spirit. And let me right. tell you something. If my spirit is strong, my body will follow. Come on. My mind will follow. Come on. I think the young man prayed for our conscious, you know, conscious, subconscious, and conscious. That's, that's where it comes from here first. You will strengthen that, and that strength in your inner spirit will take control of your mind and your thought pattern. Does that make sense? So sometimes, listen to me very carefully. 
very carefully. Sometimes it's not a, it, psychologists help you with the mind, with your mind and your, and, and this, it's the mind, right? Some people they can't help, guess what, because they got a spiritual disorder. Somebody got a spirit, you know, you ain't never, uh, uh, extra, you ain't never called a psychologist for that. You, you, know, you, need, you need, that's a demon you're dealing with, right? Right. And so, you, so, so everything, so some things are spiritually deep, all right? Listen to me very carefully. Some of you in here know what I'm talking about. You had been spiritually wounded. It could be from molestation, abuse, or something that happened that really crushed your spirit. And, and that healing can only be healed through the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the only person, the three person, Father, Son, the person that will heal the spirit. You know, I, the, the, I, I don't know if any of you all been there where you have been just sick in your spirit. Mom. Just sick in your spirit. That's a, it just hurts you down in your spirit. Do you understand? If you ain't, God, you are so blessed. All right, here we go. The message says it this way. I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit. And, and wait a minute now. This is the prayer that I'm praying for this church. I ask you to strengthen you by his spirit. That's the big spirit. What he's saying is, I'm asking God the Father to strengthen us in this church by the Holy Spirit. That's right. The Holy Spirit will strengthen our spirit. Because let me tell you something. I don't, some of you all probably haven't done it yet, but you will Well, if you live long enough. When you start burying people, it'll take, your mind can't handle it. And your heart will be crushed. The only thing that's going to give you strength is your spirit. Do you understand? You're going to well, listen to me very far. You will grieve. All right? You will grieve in your heart and your spirit because of the loss of a loved one. All right? I know what I'm talking about. That's because right. of the loss of a loved one. But you'll be able to stand come on. because of your spirit. Come on. You'll have tears that'll come out of your eyes, which they should because you're grieving. Right? But you won't quench the Holy Spirit because you know God is still God. And he will strengthen you to get through it when you don't think you can get through it. You will get through it with your spirit. Because your mind is telling you and your heart is telling you that you don't want to do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, one thing about pastoring is that is the one thing that gets a lot of pastors in trouble. They got the knowledge, but they don't have the wisdom in their spirit to be able to deal with some of the issues that's going to come up in the ministry. This is easy here. But it's that other stuff that you have to deal with. So I'm telling all of you, sometimes when you get ready to go through something, you need to ask God to do what? Strengthen your spirit. All right? You can go crying, but strong in your spirit. You can go grieving, but strong in your spirit. That's right. All right? It doesn't have to be buried. When when doctors say you got breast cancer. Huh? You see, that thing to take you, take your head someplace you didn't want it to go. Because you get to thinking about what if. Or any other kind of cancer. Like what I did with prostate cancer and bone cancer, right? Your mind will say, what if? How much time do I have? But your spirit will take you back to who God is. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. And Paul prayed, not a brute strength. Not, not what? Say that again, please. Not a brute not strength. Not a brute strength. But a glorious inner strength. But it's a glorious what? Inner, say that. It's a glorious inner strength. So sometimes what I have to ask, God to give me a glorious inner strength. You see? It can be any. I'm talking life lesson here. 
You see, you may have done everything. Some of you haven't been here, thank God. You may have done everything you can to raise your children and give them what they need, the tools they need to be successful. And then they throw them away. And that'll break you down. But it will take what? The inner strength to keep you from choking them. That's right. That's right. You know what I'm talking about? All right, so y'all got that one, huh? All right. Come on here. This is life. Y'all call me a life lesson. This is life lesson, what I'm trying to get you to understand here. All right. A glorious inner strength. You know, the old folks used to say, if it wasn't for the Lord, child. Well. They weren't lying. And thank God that some of them had the Holy Ghost. That's right. Or some of us would have been ghosts now. Are y'all with me? All right, here we go. Again, the glorious inner strength that Christ will live in you. See, it's the glorious inner strength that Christ will live in you. Remember, I do it all the time. I walk as Christ. I talk as Christ. I think as Christ. I have the strength of Christ, the spirit of Christ within me. So here's what we got to have. Sometimes you got to have that inner strength, the strength of Christ to live like that. That's right. Christ would have you to live. All right. To live in you as you open the door and invite him in. And see, sometimes you got to open the door and invite him in. How do you open the door and invite him in? You just say, Lord, I surrender my life to you. That's right. That's I surrender right. this situation to you. I want you to be not only my Savior, but I want you to be the Lord of my what? That's how you do it. Come into my life. Come into my heart. Come into my mind. My First of all, come into my spirit. Because, see, see, sometimes when pastor's up here talking and you all, it, you're going to go through something sooner or later. And I feel sorry, Sister Cozy, for those folks that know her. Because the worst thing to ever hear is, I told you so. And some people in here know what I'm talking about because they've been there. They know what it's, what it's like to bear children and parents and all. They know exactly what I'm talking about. But you all are in a place where you can get what you need now to be able to stand when you have to stand. Because it could be after a while that you may have to make that stand. And it's going to be in your spirit. We're praying for the wrong thing. You see, we need to pray for our inner being, right. our inner strength. Paul calls it the, man, the hidden man of the heart, that inner spirit. All right, are you with me? Am I doing all right? All right. Paul prayed that so Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So Christ might dwell in my heart through what? Faith. See, sometimes I don't have a financial problem or uh, this problem. I got a heart problem. You see, sometimes, can I say it, say it, Pastor? Sometimes in your marriages, in your relationship with your children, whoever, it's a heart thing. That's right. You got to pray for your heart, right? I mean, Lord, to give, give me the right heart. That's right. Right? That's, that's good. With, uh, parents need that. Right? Children need that with their, with their parents. It's a heart thing. You see? Do you understand what I'm saying? Let me tell you how sometimes the heart, when you got a good heart thing and a good spirit, some people can't say no. Come on. Come on. See, when you love somebody in your heart, you're able to say no. You see? But you can't say no unless you have that spiritual strength to be able to say no. Right? right. Yeah, right. Wouldn't all of us like to give our children everything? That'd be the worst thing that ever happened to him. That's right. Do you know, now listen, now listen to me very carefully. I'm making a point. Say, Pastor, make a point. Do you all understand that the highest suicide rate ain't in the hood? It's in Johnson County. That's right. They got all the stuff. But stuff with the wrong heart won't fill your life because something's empty in your spirit. That's right. Okay. All right. 
Paul went on to pray that, he says, I pray that you, being rooted and established in love. Now, where at? Rooted. See, rooted. It's rooted. And the reason you have to be rooted, if you ain't rooted, it'll pull up. That's right. Life will pull it up. If, you're root, if you ain't rooted deep and your roots ain't deep, people, y'all need to hear me. If your spirit ain't rooted deep, it'll, something will happen, and it'll pull it up just like weeds in a garden. That's right. All right? Again, Pastor, you said rooted and established in love. Rooted and what? Established in love. And what? Established in love. And what? Established in love. All right. May have power. May have what? Power. Power. Together with all the Lord's holy people. See, we together with all the Lord's holy We need power. Because Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. But if you have the right power, you can have him running with his tail between his legs going somewhere. All right? To grasp how wide mm -hmm. and long Come on. and high and deep is the love of Christ. The love of Christ. Do you all know Christ loves you this morning? He gave his life. You all were bought with a price here. Know that. Know that you were bought with a price. Yeah. All right, here we go. And pastor, to know that this love that surpasses knowledge. See, we, don't, we don't understand it. Ask me why. I ain't dying for nobody up in here. Well. And if anybody would die for us up here, please stand. I got you. All right. So the knowledge for him to, for him to die for us. I don't understand it. I, I can't comprehend loving, loving so deep and knowing how you're going to die and how you're going to suffer for some no good folk, less than on for some good folk. Okay, all right. All right, here we go. Paul prayed this, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. When he wants us to be what? Full with the what? The goodness? Fullness. The fullness of God. And then you can stand, and when you can't stand, you can stand anyhow when you've got the fullness of God. Sometimes, let me come over here and talk to you. Sometimes you'll be in a place where you just don't think you've got enough. Your knees are weak, your legs are weak. But God can make you stand. It'll take the power and the fullness of God. All right? And then he challenges us in verse 20, and he says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. Immeasurably more. Than all we ask or imagine. And all we ask or imagine. Let me tell you something. When, and you all heard my, my story, five years, be 24 coming up here in August, still here. You see what I'm talking about? We don't understand that but we, in the, the here, but we understand that in our spirit. Because God makes the last call. All right. He says, according to his power that is at work in us. According to whose power? His. That's working where? In us. When you got God's power working in you, you can overcome anything. You can make a stand when you don't think you can stand. Yeah, you can. You can stand because you're standing in his power. That's right. With his strength. That's right. With his courage. All right. The message says in verse 20, he does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. He works within us. God works within your spirit. Quit, get out of here. It's in your spirit. I think I wasn't in here, but I think DJ was talking to Sister Gwen about he went in there and wanted to win with Central this year, and he had to figure out that ain't how it works. 
in his mind because he's used to winning teams. But in his spirit had to remind him, you ain't there for that. You there to make him show them how to win in life first. If a person can win in life, then they'll win on the field. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, if you haven't tasted a victory in your life, then you don't know how to win. Come on. But once you've tasted those victories and somebody comes in your life and, and guides you and, and grooms you and prunes what they need to prune from you to help you to understand what it's all about, you'll win next time. That's right. That's right. Does that make sense? Y'all want to hear something? We all start out losers. That's right. Amen. Huh? All right. Paul says, his spirit deeply and gently within us. And I love the way he does it. He does it deeply and gently within us. And you know why he does that? Say why, Pastor. Because we're fragile. We're fragile. And if you come at us too hard, you'll break us. That's right. But the Holy Spirit does it gentle. See, some of y'all got some young folks, grandkids or kids is acting up a little bit. You get with them, gentle. That's right. And you know how you do that? Because you're ready to choke. You take them to somebody. And they'll gently, gently. You see, how many of y'all watch football, don't you? What usually happens when somebody drops a ball or pass, what do they usually do? Go back and throw at them again. You see? Gently. Come on, man. You okay. You good. We got this. That's right. We got you. You see? You going to watch the Chiefs today? That's right. That offensive line will be playing harder than they ever played. Ever. That's right. Because they got somebody that's a little, they don't know how healthy this young man is. But they're going to play hard for him. And they're going to gently tell him, we got you. Oh, they're telling him that now. Come on. No, we got you. That's right. You understand? So sometimes, come on, husbands and wives in here. That's y'all's problem. Get gentle. Gently talk. Gently. Gently. All right. Paul closes his prayer and says. I didn't like the way I got response. You know what the Holy Spirit would have told me if he didn't do it gently? He told me, he said, fool. (laughs) That's right. I'm going to tell you. Get your life. Yeah, but he was gentle with me. Come on, anybody know? He was gentle. He was gentle enough to say, Christ loves you. God loves you. We want, to, we want you to be the whole man, a healthy man, gently. All right. Again, Paul closes in prayer and says, To him be glory in the church. Wait a minute, to who? To him be glory in the church church, and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Isn't that prayer for us? All generations. All right. Now let me tell you something. Brother Isaac knows this, and he tries to get you all to, to respond. Some of you do and some of you don't. Do you know your best way out of pain is praise? That's right. Praise is the best medicine. You can never have. That's right. You know your best way out of shame is praise. That's right. Blame, praise. A bad situation, praise. Praise is the best weapon you have. Because when you praise God, he responds to it. That's right. He responds to praise. 
Yeah, it is. He responds to praise. And so sometimes when you're down, when you're going through something, you need to praise him. Ask me what, Pastor, what I praise him for. You sitting up in here this morning. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, huh? That's enough to praise. That's right. You see, now some of you, I don't know who's who. I don't know who's who in here, but I'll start here, okay? Some of you in here with your wives and husbands, right? That's right. Whoa. Okay, well, y'all were honest. You were honest. You were honest, right? Let me do it this way. Let me do it this way. Some of you in here with the people you married, (laughs) you ought to praise God that he's, wait a minute, let's do it this way. Sister Evelyn, I'm I'm, I'm trying, I'm working this thing. I'm trying to work this thing. Let's make it really good. Some of you in here have been divorced, and God has put somebody in your life to change your life and to bless you when you didn't think there was nobody else to love you again and you couldn't love anybody else again. Well, there you go. Can I, can I do that? All right. So no matter, some of us, some of us have major surgery, but we here. Come on here. Huh? Some of you have been released or fired from a job, but you're eating. You got a home and clothes. You got it, right? So you need to praise him. So the best way when you're going through something is to praise him. That's right. All right? And and this is hard. This is hard. And this is, I believe this, and I'll go to my grave believing this. There are some people who will bury people, and they get caught up in the loss of the folks that they buried instead of praising God for the time that they shared. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you got to learn to praise your way out of here. Okay? All right. David tells us in the midst of his pain in Psalm 103, verse 1 and 2, he says, Bless the Lord, O O my my soul, and all all that is is within me. Bless Bless his his holy name. name. Now, that's how you got to do No matter what situation, circumstance you is, that's what you need to say. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And here, I mean, soul, and I love this. Forget not all his benefits. His benefits. Don't forget his benefits. Don't forget his benefits. Guess what his benefits is? Jesus says, I come to give you life and life more abundant. That's, right. That's benefits, people. That's right. That's, right. That's benefits. All right? The voice says it in one through five this way. And I love this, and we're going to do this in real slow. All right? Here we go. Oh, my soul, mm-hmm. come. Praise the eternal with all that is in me. All that is where? In me. And then guess what he does? My first is what? Body. In my body, you praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. You know how you praise the Lord in your body? You take care of your body. That's right. Right? And the spirit works in through your body, right? Am I speaking up here? This, this, this body of mine is the, is the vessel that the Lord is using for me to speak through. That's right. Without this vessel here, I wouldn't be up here speaking. So I praise the Lord for my body. And I love this next one. In my emotions. In my emotions. Praise God in your emotions. You know, it's okay to raise your hand up. It's okay to cry. You see, you understand? And guess what? And where? In my mind. And in my mind. And will. And in my will. Okay. Every part of who I am. Every part of who I am. Praise praise his holy holy name. Praise his every part of who I am. Praise his holy name. Say praise God. Praise God. There you go. All right. 
O my soul, come, praise the eternal. Sing a song from a grateful heart. Sing a song from a grateful heart. Somebody says, I can't sing. He says, make a joyful noise. Make a joyful noise, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? You can sing. You can sing to him. That's right. Yeah, we don't want you in here singing to us, but you can sing, you can sing to him. Yeah, right, right. He says, sing and never forget all the good he has done. And what are you forgetting all the good he's done? I'll say this. There ain't nobody in here that God ain't done some good. Amen. He's done some good for every one of you up in here. All right. All right. Despite all your many offenses. And wait a minute now. Some of us done acted a fool. Uh-uh. Some of us put, you know, we, we, we were a new kind of fool. Amen. Yeah. That's right. Some of us, Webster ain't got enough definitions in there. That's right. For some of us. Come on. Uh-huh. But despise all of that. He forgives he, he, and releases you. He forgives us and releases us for all that. Why are you carrying something up in here that God's done release you from? Why are you carrying it? All right. He says, more than any doctor, he heals your diseases. More than any doctor, he heals. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's right. That's right. More than any doctor, he heals your diseases. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. You see? You see? I'm talking about something I know about. All right? He reaches deep into the pit to deliver you from death. Did he, come on, DJ. Did he do it? As Isaac say, won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? You coming from a crack addict to, the, to a, a high school football coach, right? Come on. Come on. And, and, and wait a minute, and mentor? Can he do it? Yeah, he can do it. All right. He crowns you with unfailing love and he, compassion. And he crowns you with unfailing love and compassion. God's love for you will not fail. Period. It will not fail. All right. David said, compassion like a king. Compassion like a king. You know I'm loving this. Compassion like what? A king. Ladies, compassion like what? Queen. That's, that's, he loves you like that. He has compassion with you like that. Get your head up. Walk like you own this earth. Right? That's right. They can, when they start cutting, see, they call me arrogant. See, they don't know what holy bonus is, see? They don't know what the Holy Ghost is, right? So but that's their terminology. And when they start calling it, you get your chest up bigger. That's right. You stand up taller because of whose you are and because who loves you. Come on. You ain't got to go from here and there chasing love. Love will find you if you allow Christ to open the door for you. All right. All right. David said, when your soul is famished and withering. Yeah, wait a minute. I love this. When your soul is famished and withering. He fills you with good and beautiful things. He fills you with what? Good and beautiful things. With good and what? Beautiful things. With good and what? Beautiful things. One more time. Beautiful things. That's what I'm talking about. Come on here. All right satisfying you as long as you live. He satisfies you as long as you live. 
Let me tell you, I'm telling y'all, y'all think I'm joking. It, Sister Cozy, if I knew the 70s would be this good, I'd have been 70 a long time ago. Well, come on. Huh? I love my life. That's right. It's a beautiful life that God has given me. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You believe him? Then receive what he's saying to you. That's right. Come on here. All right. He finishes by saying that he makes you strong like an eagle. He makes you, oh, he makes you strong like an eagle. You know what an eagle can do? Man, when a storm comes, it just flies on top. That's right. And looks down. You strong like an eagle. An eagle is a strong bird. Come on here. All right. Restoring. And wait a minute. And then, then you can truly say eagle pride. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. That when he gets them little eaglets that God has given him, come on here, and turns them into real eagles, they'll fly. That's right. They'll fly. Come on here. I ain't got much. I only got one thing here, but I can stand up here all day with this. I'm loving this. That's right. Yeah. He can take somebody. He can take somebody that called themselves retiring from something and nobody going to hire them because they're too old. They come to Pastor Fields and Pastor Fields said, who told you that lie? You too young to retire and too healthy not to do your job. And there's some more beautiful things he's got for you. But you got to trust him. You got to trust him. You got to trust him. He can take a crippled body and heal that body. Yeah, he can. Yeah, yes, he can. Yeah, when the doctors say you ain't got, he says, yeah, you do. You got plenty. Come on. Oh, come on. I'm ready to go home now. I done, I done, got, I done preached myself hungry. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I done preached myself hungry. Wait a minute. And got a beautiful life. Ask me why. Couldn't go eat any place I want to eat and leave a big tip. You see what I'm saying? That's a beautiful life. That's right. That's right. That's what he's talking about. I don't know who y'all serving up in here. Come on here. We Christians up in here. We God's children up in here. We need to start acting like it up in here. And living like it up in here. You see? We beautiful people. We beautiful people. We got beautiful things. We love him. Yeah. He loves us. We live a life of abundance. Right. Say amen right. to that. Amen. amen. Oh. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Praise him. Praise him. He's due to praise. Yes. Yes, sir. Praise him. Yeah, praise him. Yes, sir. That's right. Praise him. Yes, sir. Praise him up in here. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about. And the last part says, and you can look at me and know this is true. The last part says, he will restore your youth. That's what I'm talking about. That's what it says last up here. He will restore your youth. Say amen to God. Say amen to God. Say amen to God. Amen. All right. 